And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, a little different today, just me doing a solo show. Going to get to some listener mail. Haven't done that in a few weeks, so uh, going to answer your guys' questions today. And there's some other stuff I want to talk about before we get to listener mail. Uh, before I get to everything, guys, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Uh, I know you guys are out of ammo. I know you guys are, are constantly trying to stay stocked up on, on 9 and 223. And if you're like me and you hunt, um, you got to stay uh, stocked up on, on a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> you know, I've got the AR, the handgun. I've got a shotgun. Need to need to keep keep a, a whole bunch of different uh, kinds of 12 gauge in stock. And I just bought a, a hunting rifle uh, from Ruger, uh, chambered in 450 Bushmaster last night. So now I gotta now I gotta get my hands on some 450 Bushmaster. It, it never ends, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm glad I found my friends over at Bulk Munitions. They have whatever you need in stock, ready to ship fast, uh, all orders ship within two business days. And these guys are fantastic. They want their uh, their work to serve a higher purpose. That is why they donate a minimum of 10% of their profits to Christian-owned and Second Amendment-supporting charities. They call it their Ammo Tithe. And if all that isn't great enough, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our friends at Bulk Munitions are giving this audience a, a great deal, a limited-time offer. Uh, the first 25 of you guys to use the promo code TNGP21 will get a, a brand-new, absolutely free Blackhawk magazine case on the house, either a soft-sided case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for AR-15 mags. You get that on the house using the promo code TNGP21. See that special offer right now at bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. That is bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. Use the promo code TNGP21 at checkout. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, you can do so monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Before I jump into listener mail, I want to talk uh, about a couple other things first. Uh, I mean, this is the most underreported story uh, right now, the, the most underreported story of the last year plus. Uh, and and th- this is from, uh, let's see, I want to get this right. This, yeah, this is from trackTheRecovery.org, trackTheRecovery.org. Um, they have found that uh, 37.5% of all small businesses in the United States have been eliminated permanently due to government lockdowns over the last year. And we talk a lot about the bars and restaurants. You know, they, they were estimating that, you know, 40% of bars and restaurants are never going to come back. It's not just bars and restaurants. It's 37.5% of all small businesses in the United States killed for good. Uh, over 50%, this is, again, according to TrackTheRecovery.org, over 50% of small businesses in leisure and hospitality have been, have been destroyed. This all happened while the government bailed out big corporations and disincentivized work, okay? I mean, this, this was a coordinated effort. This was not a mistake. And we've seen an enormous transfer of wealth from the middle class to the upper class. I mean, it, probably the, the largest transfer of wealth from the middle class to the upper class in the history of the country in the last year or so. All of this money from the 37.5% of small businesses that were destroyed went to Amazon, right? They went to Walmart. They didn't go to the people or whatever for bailout checks. They went to Walmart and Amazon and the mega corporations, the multinational corporations. 
we watched the, the government collude with major corporations in order to squeeze out the competition. And the Democrats, these same folks who launched Occupy Wall Street, <laughs> what was it, a dozen years ago or so, who used to complain about how big business is bad, cheered this on. They cheered it on. It's not that they ignored it. It's that they cheered it on. And there's two reasons for that. One, it was all about beating Trump. We, we, we know this. It was all about beating Trump. They, they shut the economy down intentionally in order to beat Trump in November, and it worked. I mean, they, they were proven right. They were proven that they can destroy the economy, destroy tens of millions of people's lives, and, and use that for political gain. So it's, 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 it's scary when the left learns that they can do something and get away with it. That's probably the most terrifying part of this. That means they're going to try it again. They're going to try it again soon. Because they do believe that the ends justify the means. I mean, they believe that all means are, are, are justified if the end result is no more orange man, right? They, Trump is so evil, he's Hitler, the ends always justify the means, up into and including, you know, communist lockdowns and bailing out billionaires. Bailing out billionaires is what happened. I mean, the government bailed out multinational corporations run by billionaires, and the left cheered it on. And the second reason is just the left lied. I mean, they've been lying this whole time that they care about the little guys. They never cared about the little guys. They hate small businesses because the majority of small business owners are Republicans, right? They hate small businesses because some small businesses don't pay their workers $15 an hour or whatever. Like, they don't care. They're hypocrites. They're fine with billionaires. Like, they don't hate billionaires like they say they do. They're fine with it as long as their billionaires donate to the DNC. I mean, absolute hypocrites. And a lot of conservatives just don't understand that a lot of these major corporations are not in favor at all of free markets. Like, they're not capitalist entities. Just because the Koch brothers like free markets doesn't mean that their billionaire friends do. Like, Amazon is more than happy to crush the free market if it means the government eliminates their competition. They're more than happy to make that happen. I mean, companies like McDonald's, a multinational corporation, they, I mean, they're pushing the $15 minimum wage. Why? Because they're going to automate everything anyway. I mean, they're, they're going to just have kiosks everywhere and maybe a couple cooks in the back and a manager, and that's it. They're going to fire everybody else. Because the diner up the street, who's their direct competition, can't do that. They can't afford to do that. They can't afford automation. So they're lobbying the government to put the, the mom-and-pop diner down the street out of business. Okay, Just because the Cokes like capitalism doesn't mean that all these other corporations like capitalism. Wealthy corporations do not equal capitalism. That's not, that's not what that means, and a lot of conservatives need to get that through their head. None of what we've seen over this last year has anything to do with free market capitalism. Let's jump right into listener mail, and, and I am going to keep it a little bit shorter today. I will make it up to you with a longer episode on Wednesday, I promise. Uh, first question, what are your thoughts on Wings? I find them delicious and not a bad band. <laughs> um, great band. Uh, I, I like wings. And, uh, I, I mean, probably an unpopular position, but I think the wing is the best part of the chicken, not a big fan of chicken. Like, chicken kind of sucks as an animal. It's kind of like a low-quality animal. But, you know, skin on and seasoned like crazy is, you know, it's fine. I, I can't do chicken breast. It's too dry, too gross. But, I mean, wings work. You know, throw some lemon pepper on it, throw in the oven for a half hour. There you go. How embarrassing is it that Biden confused Libya and Syria multiple times uh, in a speech at the G7? Yeah, look, in his defense, his former boss, um, President Obama and the administration invaded a lot of countries for no reason, and Libya and Syria were were two of them. So, I mean, I guess honest mistake. Um, And, and, you know, obviously they don't care about those. I mean, there's just just a bunch of brown people that died over there as a result, so who cares about them, right? I mean, look. I, here, here's the thing. I, I kind of liked that the left saw 
President Trump as a complete clown, right? That they thought he was a clown. Not because I think Trump was a clown, but because I thought just maybe, just maybe, the Democrats would stop worshiping the government if they truly thought that the President of the United States was a clown, was just a fool. You know what I mean? Maybe that would wake some leftists up. Hey, maybe we shouldn't literally worship the state if the state is run by idiots, you know? That didn't happen. (laughs) That didn't happen. For some reason, they doubled down on their statist worship uh, as soon as um, their guy was elected. It's like these people, they just... They're just immune to, to learning their lesson. It, it's it's incredible. So that didn't happen. But like I, I I am aware that most politicians are ridiculous, clownish, unserious people. So it's not surprising to me uh, that that Biden would mess something like that up. But like, look, as much as I want to break the state worship that that my fellow Americans have on the world stage, it's probably not best to go all dementia brain on us in front of a bunch of world leaders. Um, that's like, I don't like these, these, you know, the G7, by the way, there was nine countries represented there. I mean, it was called the G8. They kicked Russia out. So they changed it to the G7 and then they let two other countries in. I forget which ones. And then they still call it the G7. It's kind of like how the big 10 has 12 teams in it. Like, like we can count y'all like what, what are we doing? But anyway, it's probably not best to go all Alzheimer's brain in front of, you know, the world stage and then standing next to a bunch of world leaders. Probably not best. For diplomacy, probably not best, not a best look for our allies, you know. Biden's supposed to be meeting with Putin here this week. Yikes. Um, and yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know how much longer the Democrats can keep this going, man. It, it is getting a little absurd at this point. Biden is deteriorating probably faster than even any of any of the critics like myself would have would have guessed so it is weird it is a little embarrassing like you know i do love this country i I am a proud american it is kind of sad to seeing you know to see our president just declining like this just as just nakedly and in front in front of the world to see so yeah it's it's a little weird um what is your pick for the stanley cup mine is islanders versus golden knights i'm gonna be honest with you I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't follow hockey at all. I do not follow hockey at all. In fact, I did not know that the Golden Knights were a team. And I'm actually just getting on my phone right now to look up where are they a real NFL? Not NFL, NHL team. Golden Knights. Hold on. Vegas. Vegas has a team. Man, Vegas went from having no professional teams to getting the Raiders, and apparently. The Golden Knights? Are they, are they like a new franchise? They have to be. Oh, so they are a newer franchise. Good for Vegas. Vegas is a good town. They have a bunch of friends out there. Sure, I'll just go with your pick. I don't know anything about hockey. And the thing is, like, it's it's bizarre because hockey's the kind of sport I should love, you know, as a just a red-blooded American. Big football fan, big boxing fan, big MMA fan. I like that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, it takes a super athlete to play hockey at the highest level. Like I respect the the athleticism and everything, but I, just, I don't know. I've like watched a couple games, never really got into it. It's weird, but I'll just go, Hey man, I, I can't disprove you. So I think you're, uh, I'll just go with you on this Islanders versus I'll, I'll root for the golden Knights because they have a ridiculous name. And I don't know. Islanders is New York, right? Screw New York or New Jersey. Who's, I'm I'm just making myself <laughs> sound like an idiot <laughs> right now. I know nothing. I know nothing about the National Hockey League. I apologize. A couple Kamala Harris questions. A couple Kamala Harris questions. 
obviously our, our, our favorite vice president has been in the news a lot lately. Um, so we'll end the show on, on, a, on a few Kamala Harris questions. First, what do you think a Kamala, what do you think a Kamala Harris cookie tastes like? And if you heard the rumors that Willie Brown piped on the pearl necklaces himself, um, um, in case you missed it, Kamala Harris gave the press corps covering her a bunch of cookies with her face on them, which is super weird and self-absorbed. Mostly just weird. I, I, it's the Democrat. The left is so weird, man. So weird. From the prayer candles they made to Dr. Fauci to the Kamala Harris passing out Kamala Harris cookies. It's so strange. Like they do such as weird stuff, man. They they view themselves in such high regard. Like I don't know where this like super inflated sense of self worth came from, but yeah, like, I don't know. Just I don't know. If you're a leftist, you just grew up like with your parents telling you that you're just perfect all the time, and then you just hand out cookies with your face on it when once you hit fifty five. You know, <laughs> like it's just a really weird life path. But uh, who does that? And side note, like man. I know we've talked about the Willie Brown thing, if anybody missed it. This is back in the late 80s, early 90s, maybe. Um, Willie Brown was the, the, I think he was the mayor of San Francisco at the time. He went on to be the Speaker of the California Assembly, but he was a powerful Democrat. I think he was like 60 years old at the time, 50, 60 years old, something like that. And when Harris was in her uh, late 20s, started sleeping with this guy, and he was married at the time, but started sleeping with Willie Brown, and then he kind of gave her... Uh, her start in California politics. And, I mean, during her senatorial run, during her presidential run, her run as, you know, the VP pick, or her five months now as as vice president, I don't think any journalist, like even on the right, like I don't think any journalist has asked her a question about Willie Brown and and her choosing to sleep her way into politics. I mean, I honestly can't remember her answering. Has she answered a single question on the topic? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think she has. I mean, imagine. A, I mean, I, I hate saying it. I sound like a broken record, but can you imagine a Republican in the same position? <laughs> you know, a Republican woman, you know, in, in her 20s, sleeping with a 60 year old powerful man to to get a start. I think it was to get like a, a DA spot or something. I forget, but yeah, I don't think she's ever answered a question on the topic, which is just absolutely incredible. And then just another general question, what do you think of Kamala Harris? Probably just meaning the, the border stuff. Um, God, you guys have to elaborate a little bit. Uh, so I know I'm answering the question the right way. But, um, I mean, this woman is floundering right now. I mean, she, I, I, it's some, I, I know this is saying a lot, but I think she's performing in her job as vice president worse than Joe Biden is. Maybe because she's just out there more and Joe Biden is kind of locked away and then they, you know, they try to protect him more than they do Kamala Harris. But she's really floundering right now, and most of it's self-inflicted. I mean, it's not like the press is holding her feet to the fire. I mean, there's just no reason, like on the border crisis. She was put in charge of the crisis on the southern border three and a half months ago now, and there's just no reason that for over three months she's avoided going to the southern border. Like, I understand that she doesn't want the bad optics of a photo op next to 10,000 children in cages. I understand that, but it's her own policies. It's the Biden agenda that has caused this. So a reasonable human being would own it, admit failure, and change course. Say, okay, well, campaigning on open borders, that didn't work. That was not very smart. We're going we're gonna to change course here. And you saw this with, oh, don't come. You know, if you want to come to the United States, don't come. But, you know, they're, they're not really changing any policies. That was just a speech. You know, a reasonable leader of any kind would, would change course, but that these people are anything but reasonable. But I said last week, but I'll say it again, 
the left has a Harris problem. I mean, you see it. You saw the, I talked about the Lester Holt in interview last week where she just completely collapsed. She said, Holt said, well, you didn't go to the Southern border. She said, well, I, I don't even know what you mean. I didn't go to Europe either. It's like, they, they, the left has a Harris problem. I mean, she's going to be, ca- she just folds under the, the slightest scrutiny. She's not good on the mic. She's not good under pressure. You remember what Tulsi Gabbard did when she just executed her in that debate. She's going to be cash money to run against, both in the midterms and in 2024. Especially if Biden doesn't run again. I mean, you have to assume Kamala Harris would be the presumptive nominee if Biden chooses not to run. Even if Biden does run, I mean, he's going to be in such a state of mental decline. I mean, if he survives, if he makes it four years, there's no way he makes it eight. So it's like the GOP can still run against Kamala Harris. And I think that's what they're going to do. In, in 2022 and 2024, they're just going to run against Harris. I mean, forget Joe Biden. Just run against Kamala Harris. And her her approval numbers are underwater. I think she's about five points underwater. Um, and she's underwater big with independents. Obviously, Republicans could never stand her, stand her guts. But uh, she's underwater with independents. And and her, her approval numbers are significantly lower than Joe Biden's. I mean, people just don't like this person. They do not like this woman. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's half black. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a coastal elite from Cal. It's not any of that stuff. It's she's deeply unlikable. She's deeply unserious. She's a liar, and she's doing absolutely nothing to change her image. She's reinforcing all the negative, all, all the negatives. She's just reinforcing them. She's proving them over and over. The cockiness. She did it again after the Lester Holt. Um, interview disaster uh, somebody else asked her about the border and she did the whole like i'm speaking excuse me like this condescending ridiculous off-putting way of handling the press and handling a friendly press imagine if we had a real free press in this country <laughs> like biden would have fired her by now, by now right she'd have been on the sidelines but she's deeply unlikable and she's doing nothing to change that to independence. Like what has she done to reach out to independence, right? The people that she would need to be elected president? Nothing. She's mean, arrogant, and condescending. And deeply unserious. And not focused at all on fixing the problems. First and foremost, the crisis on the southern border. When there's order of magnitude more children in cages, quote-unquote, than there were under the Trump administration. She's doing nothing. I mean, honestly, I'm just going to say, guys, she's just a bad, I mean, she's just, she's the definition of a bad diversity hire, right? Like Joe Biden, he didn't, he didn't hide the fact that he picked her. He said, I will pick a black woman. I'm picking a black woman. That was the only qualification necessary for VP, a black woman. I mean, Biden said he picked Kamala Harris because she's a black woman. That is the definition of affirmative action gone wrong. And the most bizarre part, like if you are going to be just discriminatory, like if you're just going to go full all in on the woke culture, all in on, on the, the equity stuff and, and, and all of this, there's plenty of left wing black female Democrats who are 10 times as talented politically as Harris. Like that, that's the thing. Like maybe cause Harris was a Senator, you know, they, you know, if you're a Senator or a governor, you kind of have a, a, a better chance of, of getting picked as VP for some reason. But why? Why her? I mean, there's plenty of black female Democrats that are way better on the mic that have, I mean, they have horrible ideas that I disagree with, but ha- actually have more substance to them than Kamala Harris. Like Kamala Harris, I mean, she's all, what is it, all, hor- no, uh, all, 
all boots, no horse or something. I don't know. What's the, what's like the Texas phrase? I don't know. I forget. Totally butchered that. But anyway, she's an empty suit. She's an empty pants suit or an empty skirt or whatever the heck you're supposed to say about a woman who is an empty suit in the world of politics. I just don't know why the name ID, I guess, but I mean, name ID, it doesn't matter. She was unlikable during the campaign. She dropped out because she was underwater in her home state. She would have pulled like fourth or fifth. She would have came in fourth or fifth, I forget, in California. She was pulling in single digits, dropped out before her home state. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, honestly, it might have been better to pick some crazy person like Stacey Abrams or somebody like that. Like, somebody just, I don't know, better on the mic, more more talented, better under pressure, you know? I think, I don't know, I if I had to guess right now, I would I would guess that Kamala Harris is the reason why the Republicans retake the White House in 2024. So she might end up being our greatest asset, uh, politically speaking, moving forward. That would not surprise me in the least because she is deeply untalented as a politician. And it doesn't take a lot of talent. It does not take a lot of talent. Look at Joe Biden. He's he and it's not just the the mental decline. Like he has been a talentless politician for 50 years. And Kamala Harris is much, much worse. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope she's the nominee. Well, I, I don't hope anything happens to Joe Biden, but I hope he, you know, resigns. I hope Harris is the nominee, and I hope she gets trounced by Ron DeSantis. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry I kept it short today. I will make it up to you on Wednesday. Uh, thank you guys so much for all the great feedback we've been getting. Make sure to tell your friends about the podcast. Make sure to subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts so you get updates when I post new shows. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Um.